0: season two a serial podcast about a man they would call joe millionaire a rapist a story of absolute perversion kneeling at the altar of the god oil bathed in power drugs and slathered in sex
1: thank you for listening to true crime 49 listener discretion is advised
0: welcome to the bottom
1: Living in Alaska is very similar to playing roulette. You win some, you lose some. In the same family, you can have politicians and homeless kids. And you can have a man go missing for over a year with very little interest.
0: Welcome to True Crime 49. In numerology, the number 1855, through reduction, must be and becomes 10, a divine number, fluid and symmetrical, slipping like a goddess through all of the computed traps of the wicked equations. None can hold her, and she is both the signs of the end of the cycle and also the rebirth of the new one all at once. Staring at her through glassy eyes, the cycle from one to ten complete now, her smile wielding torture, in the presence of the voice that every piece of it speaks in verdicts. In 1855 the Yakima people who still say it the other way still heard it then, unfolding past the quotation marks, as the people of the narrow gap, river. Wonderful children of all sizes, running about in warm safety. Greasy lips smiling of the harvest salmon. The heavy endless silver blessings returning endlessly each time, meeting each other's grandfathers again. Generations and legacies reduced down into a name revered as it echoes. before when the United States Army asked the paid Native Guides what is the name of those people over there, that empire. What do you guys call them? The cowering guide looks up with jealousy burning in his eyes the raspy voice of trodden-out ancestors coming out again, unfolding past the quotation marks in echoes of despair in the winter. Soggy blankets that are too still and too heavy. Starving, clawing at Wild Mother in the deep blue of winter. All of it reduced down into a name. The ones who are always pregnant. The beginning of the name The Dig. The last words licking lips like a flash of the ravenous... But in 1855, the cycle completing, they stood before them looking through glassy eyes. And what was left of them went down into the reservation. In 1855, the U.S. Navy was poking around in Alaska. Now the Russians had said something about this black oil seeping up out of the ground of the Tocotinus. On that trip, it was a time when ships had coal-fired steam-boilers flapping paddle-wheels and sails still in the air. It was a funny time. Lieutenant Willie Gibson on that trip, he had gotten all fired up about something that warm July morning when he came clopping out onto the wooden deck in his heels. And he cried land ho and named it Kenon. he said eyes looking around, after Lt. Beverly Kennan of the United States Navy. The sun technically set at seven minutes before midnight that evening. Eyebrows were raised at the changing of every shift. Willie Gibson and Beverly. There is a subtle softening from within them, but that's okay.
1: While they lump Alaska Natives and Native Americans together as 14% of Alaska's population, there are no less than eight nations represented, as diverse as Alaska itself with cultures based by rivers, plains, and off the ocean, all relying on natural order and the circle of life.
0: A little boy was born near the Narrow Gap River when Jimmy Hoffa was sitting president of the IBT. The little boy likes to be called Little Stefan. He was a good boy and he went to school. By the time he was in college, he was nearly flawless. This is the year they enacted the Revenue Act and the Federal Election Campaign Act. They had been flooded. All of this is over fundraising for politicians. Stefan was good friends and confidant with a fellow student, the robust Mano Frey. They went on sabbatical to Alaska. They settled in Valdez, coming the terminus of that glimmering pipeline. He kept up his studies, signing up for the final year of his classes for his law degree in 75, the same year that Hoffa got painted. It's a long time to be in power. And Mano was a sweetheart, and he called one day, eleven years later, he'd done it. He wasn't just a major labor union figure, he was now the president. When the phone rang for Mano, Stefan had already been mayor of Valdez for two years, and then overnight it seemed, it was Lieutenant Governor Steve fucking McAlpine. Here he is, really just settling in to his new office and the phone rings. It's his old constituents back in Valdez. They're screaming into the phone something about that old empty yard that used to house the 20-man response team. Hollering about something, something about the big bulky equipment that's moldering in the rain. The city had offered to store it out of the rain and organize it, yet he remembered he told them to beat it. They disbanded that nonsense and they won by a landslide that year. They were screaming into the phone. Now, what was it that the Exxon Valdez had wrecked upon the reef? And the sun had seen it over his shoulder, the oil gushing out as he coursed into the night. All evening over the world he wandered, and as he crossed over into the morning, the sun rays. Falling on blue turquoise, smeared, black, oily, even he was astounded. There hadn't been anything done yet at all. As he was craning his neck back, the darkness creeping, he saw the first responders arriving like fruit fly at sunset upon the whale. He thanked them for the call, this was going to be beautiful giant slabs peeling off of it, and his lips were instantly greasy. Once Mano, the president of the labor unions, he stayed there for eighteen years. When he left, it was for Seattle. Received into ornate halls, fat hands clasping and congratulating him, an embrace and a kiss like from a family. To see over the dailies, of the entire pacific northwest region. The municipal ledger if it was complete could tell you the sewage having flowed to the gallon in the hours before during and after morning business rush hour. The pipes raising nearly filled and so heavy and powerful the horror pulsing below the thousands of souls and heels scuffling and clattering up there upon the ground but the ledger is blind in the dark spots and in so many complex shadows. Then there are the cataracts, floating by before it white globulous laws and many confused edicts. Polluted, our justice system has become of it. But hasn't it always been, though? The study of economics is full of shit. Flowing under the houses of study, pondering, what will a nickel cost tomorrow? Moving rivers, knowing everything. What does an inch cost? An inch of what? The handles are sure as the wire becomes tight just barely into the soft pulsing neck. It's funny how blurry eyes are so keen at valuing that which is precious. They had slipped from the truth, but suddenly their thoughts become so pure, pleading to God, and then pleading in blubbery. Just an incidental in the transference of wealth that they speak so plainly of. When you go into setup shop, you send one guy who has and makes the connections with the money. The other guy is better at making disconnections. The ones who enjoy it are best. In 1977, a newspaper in Tucson published news articles confirming that a powerful crime family had sent a younger man to Alaska. The other man was really good at making bombs.
1: In the 1960s, Alaska was primed for development. Stories abound of men who started with just a truck and ended up with an empire. Steve McAlpine came to Alaska with a friend. He got a job helping with the construction of the pipeline. In 1980, McAlpine became the mayor of Valdez, and at 33 years old, he would become the youngest lieutenant governor in 1982.
0: The young man is standing at the bathroom sink, and the clear droplets have pulled down narrow veins made clear in the mirror on the steam of the surface. He saw glimpses of his face in the strands of clarity, He stopped suddenly when he saw his own eye in quarter-inch wide. Sitting in the car, the window is open, the lights are flashing, the officer is appearing in the window, and then he is sitting in his car on the computer and his radio. The young man can hear his own breath so heavy and rich in the fumes of the alcohol. He is standing now, his gut against the car, his hands are being jerked somewhere behind his back. All of the things he said he'd never do like his father, and here he is. The vomit spittle strung down to his shirt. He garbled out, rambling, some defiance to himself. And the cops rested easy now when they found the narcotic. Personal stash, but it plays just the same. Coming in as a felony. He'd been put in the back of the car, the floor dropped out, and reality was... What was his uncle going to say when he heard about this one? The young man wipes the mirror, he's a student of engineering bridges eventually. The divorce was actually probably a good thing and he'd recently attended a small luncheon to showcase young native students against all odds. Was it the elders or was it the grant writers who budgeted the event? And the Kirkland Signature refreshments were a nice touch. The young man in the mirror is putting on some smell good. He'd met her unexpectedly and everything is going so good, he was picking her up and they were going on a date. His voice had gulped while he said it to his mother on the phone a short while ago. His mother had been dusting the glass shelf or some other task. When she found herself grinning in a daze, he sounded like a kid again, and then she must have remembered the breath of her ex-husband years washing over her. The next time she found herself the grin was gone. She found herself staring off. Her face was drab and slumped hanging.
1: Rites of Passage is a program that teaches living skills like budgeting, preparing food, working towards the goal of independent living and a decent wage. Sam took advantage of Rites of Passage while working at Nordstrom's cafe. He continued with his studies and became a civil engineer. Sam didn't always make the best choices with alcohol apparent by his lengthy citation record, and he had one pretty serious drug possession citation, the only note of a personal attorney. Overall, he was loved by his family and by the students he tutored in math and physics. He even had a good relationship with his ex-wife. It had been two years since the divorce. Spring was in the air, and Sam was headed out on a date.
0: The car door opening, she was coming out, and she was beautiful. The flat plateau beneath our eyes, hers glowing now, vulnerable but jaded in her eyes a flash of mischievous. When they had laughed in the car, he felt he was in a dream world. And she has stopped and looks frantic in a moment for her keys in her pocketbook, fingers flicking looking down to raccoon hands. She is lost in the search, and he is lost in her. He can see himself. It would bring his mother to tears after his rehabilitation. His uncle had came in out of nowhere and went in swinging for him. He was shocked. It was unexpected. And here he is now. His heart is racing and he is rehearsing the jumble of words of how he will order the menu. And they walk into the glass lights to the pantomime of the evening reservation. Awaking down, the angels discover on the last days that we've been down here forgotten and neglected our only job bestowed upon us in Eden, to name and discover the animals of the earth and the herbs in the field. Looking up wretched, the last people are ashamed, descended from men who tore other men upon the war horse and tore the child from the gnashing wives, and their daughters. Scars upon our faces, we never knew the code of life was written all around us. In the birds many feathers arranged from the inside, blind world squishing amongst bowels. But it can make them in such beautiful colors though. Everywhere the design, you wouldn't believe the things encoded in the process of our bodies returning to soil. When the number cycle has reached the end, it is so similar to the beginning. The blood in the womb is pressing, and the lungs are floating there, only a trickle dribbles in from around the bend, the placenta breathing that thick, rich blood, until the bottom drops out, and the baby is heavy in the air, and the small tributary before. It's now closed and empty. The blood surges in the unused corridors, the lungs fill with breath, and burst red in a million capillaries for the very first time. And the soul enters this world, howling and gnashing its tiny gums.
1: The Anchorage Police Department has a Missing Persons Checklist with eight information sections ranging from basic information, like name, description, and habits, to travel plans and suspects, along with directions on collecting DNA samples, electronics such as laptops and cell phones, and any journals or banking information. The four-page checklist is available on our website. In the first 60 days of 2021, 52 people were reported missing in Alaska. It is no wonder why the APD has created a missing person's form.
0: When the heart was running down, the blood pressure in that corridor was so weak. The brain was hearing only echoes. The firm tofu brain alerted at the last moment, firing all at once for any kind of salvation. Then it's gone. The chemistry pots still exchanging materials left in hand, the waste piling up like garbage bags in the apocalypse. The first four minutes like a dream state and unreal. The body heat losing a degree and a half every hour. The body laying there. The last of the chemistry pots saturated in their own byproducts never hauled away. The cells of the whole being squished in a room full of peeled, rotten, boiled eggs. The cells suffocating, eyes bulging out, pressing back, rotten eggs bulging in. The cell walls begin to burst. The enzymes within the sac are splashed out into each other's stale fluids. The thicker skin cells Still inside can hear them, the enzymes slittering everywhere, bursting sacks, and wet clicking exponential as they are digesting everything in reckless abandon. The enzymes begin to make yogurt in a universe of wet cat food. Microscopic hordes arise they'd always been there, dissolving the tissues, laying touching among strands of grey-purple corned beef. Marbled and fat, becoming spoiled butter. The nerves, once pumping the thrashing signal to run, becoming gelatin. The soft spot in the apple, beginning in scatterblock. The blood in all those webs of silk just below your skin used to make all the right moves. now draining down in gravity, plump skin becoming jaundice and waxy. A stark contrast to the blood now gathering completely at only the lowest spots. Deep, painful, dark swaths in the skin, molded to the texture of the ground it is resting on. The muscle once bigger, burning nutrients into power and waste, becoming clogged and then saturated in calcium. The natural gathering of like chemicals, the surface of the precious organs, covered in blisters, full of nutrient-rich fluids. Then ever so small, coming up from the sweat ducts and the funnels going down into the waxy skin, the blisters appearing across the surface. The ones nearest you, the skin is tight and clear, the thousands upon the horizon are blurry, and they are endless, and they are collapsing to the click spray. And from an observer, the skin we see every day, instantly is wet in the sheen of a million bursting blisters. Stranded it begins the chemical clenching and it is like the moon rising in the trees. The fingers moved so minuscule, beginning a clawing. The arm will become stiff, as if being triggered by an unseen will. Never actually moved yet. Beginning, this will be the last moments for any semblance of a loved one because the top layer of skin perforated by a million pinprick blisters has begun to loosen. The flat plateau just beneath the eyes are sad and morbid and resentful and jealous in those first four to six hours.
1: Human decomposition is a natural process of the body breaking down tissues after death. In the stages of decomposition, there are a number of factors that can change the rate like weather, temperature, cause of death, pH levels, moisture. The first stage is autolysis, the breaking down of cells as bacteria continues.
0: The keys jingled and the door swung open of this really nice split level the couple had rented. And they now both had a housing allowance, excitement of finally living together off base. The lower floor is half underground. The standard concrete block wall making a continuous ledge at belly button height. On the other side of the block wall is soil. First walking into the new place the fresh paint and cleaning supplies linger in their sniff. So slight for us without the dog's nose, but those first few weeks you can every once in a while smell the previous people's laundry detergents and ground hamburger dinners so faint and even toiletries, essence of tacky hairspray on the bathroom door in the morning mirror. Sitting in the lower room to be defined later by the furniture that they are beginning to haul in now, they stop to rest, sweaty and tired, to eat the mover's dinner. Napkins on top of old big phone books, sitting on a tote or a recliner still wrapped in an impromptu sheet. They were talking and went at the same time, their hands touched, and they looked at each other in their eyes, and there were platitudes, that as they were falling through them, blushing of skin, a vulnerable look away, and then look back and there is no hurt, and the air in the room almost caved in on them, and they smiled and laughed, and one got up to grab some more Parmesan. Across the short room, they both were smiling and in amazement, the pounding in their chests. The first time tourist into eternity looks like a time warp from the outside. For nearly three days, the clenched claw fingers, as if hollering out at the passing blur of the tide. And the wink zipping by of the moon just a flash across the room window when everyone was still. For nearly three days it took for the body to succumb to the fact that it was over. And it finally did, the clenched jaw, wrists sore from the strain, and the sphincter. The clothing acting. Now as a sifting cloth juices out onto the floor. Big nasty chapstick moving slowly out on its own. All those enzymes and the wonderful organs have been in there for days and it has begun the bloat. Everywhere the juices had flowed there were bacteria wriggling holes through the skin and tissues having become like a cheese spread. And every tunnel and air pocket begins to fill with the noxious vapors, every tissue rising like the devil's bread. Rising absurdly, the belly so tight that the shirt will gather, come to rest above the nipples. The pants can tear free or sloop down as far as they can. Often the legs will spread out suspiciously, unless you've ever seen the pale green slimy beach ball swarming with gases, like a nasty small waterbed filled with writhing maggots, the nasty chapstick preceded by squirts, and brief shunts of swamp gas, slow groaning gurgles forcing thread goat paths. And then it gave way.
1: Putrefrication, also referred to as the bloat, can occur four to ten days after death with gases being formed.
0: A barbershop quartet in the depths of hell and one with the high-pitched voice would start with a mosquito whine. Sounds like a pinprick in a balloon. The bare tone, with his warm tones, cues a burble deep contained moving closer. The mid-range guy and the lowest guy following his lead blast out a gushing splash, the things all equally horrible, slapping over each other, making new compounds. The same ones they always do, and every insect and carrion scavenger for miles snapped their eyes all pointing to the quartet. As the horde is closing the distance, the quartet is clicking their mouths, making slitting noises with their tongue, the hum of the cloud of the big black blowflies who look up at you from the nasty turd pile. One is humming it with his eyes closed and his arms raised the one frantically clicking and slittering his tongue, his lips are maniac and his eyes are raping. As the gasses have filled the room, you turn away and cadaverine is standing lusty the gaseous peer into your eyes, all of his signatures waft and healthy urine and semen. He's waiting with one hand down by his pants and he sprays with the gag caught in your throat the distinctive foul smell of rotting flesh. He pumps his fist and kicks a leg out. Yeah, he loves it every time. Powered by pentane, we use it as an industrial refrigerant. It expands so magnificently. And the punch in the nose is not because you don't like it. The reason you cannot see. The reason you cannot breathe. And you may be teary-eyed, gagging, vomit blowing out your nose. It's because you have trace amine receptors. It's the telephone line to the firehouse. The single red phone in the pentagon and the white house. These receptors don't give a shit about flame broiled whoppers and suntan lotion. They could care less. They are only looking for a handful of noble gases, and wouldn't you know it? The first step in the process of photosynthesis, converting light, and our bad breath, into food? It's the same process in reverse. Five strands of carbon clicked together, in the wrong direction. The other way from light and energy and nourishment and it becomes cadaverine powered by fucking pentane. Blooming into fingers up into the skirt of the wind, she and the scavengers are running past you as you are running away gagging the vomit from your upper lip. The monster in your nightmare your mind pushed aside from now thinking only of scratching that first fresh breath. Cadaverine is able to slip in the pocket of the DEFCON receptor, and when it goes off, it's like all hell is breaking loose. There was one of those times after a few months in the new apartment that one of them got a cold or something and had to take a few days off of work even. When the one came home from work that day, the other one was under the blankets, trying not to break down. Half pretending to be asleep, the darkness had started at noon. Just a few more minutes and the warm shadow will finally be standing over, holding back now the quivering tears. And then nothing. Absolute quiet as if they'd disappeared down in the lower room. The heart flashes hot and the feelings hurt. But then it is the scraping sound of little snacks clumsily on the counter. A fresh drink on a platter, and a powder the guy at the health food store said had electrolytes. The quiet warm shadow came up the stairs tiptoe creeping. The warm tiny cup of soup preceded the orange peel at the top of the stairs, and when the door opened they knew that they would never be the same, and that they could for once in their lifetime be vulnerable. this warm shadow, smiling tears confused at first holding the platter in the dim light.
1: Black putrefaction or active decay can occur 10 to 25 days after death. As decomposition progresses, the smells and fluid attract more insects, such as blowflies, flesh flies, beetles, and mite, who continue to break down soft tissues and lead us to advanced decay, which occurs 20 to 50 days after death.
0: Putrescine, trickling out of a thousand places, lifted by butane, the gas that's in the lighters. The classic smell of? In a tux, he glides half-spin and bows, a little black-green face snarling in the sneer of his stroke grin, putrefied flesh and fucking garbage. The bloat gave way by day seven. Active decay had its way where it's swamp time. Black juices turning the sludge almost all the mass of the edibles and the liquefiables, going away in the air wafted in the heavy new blowflies, with big sagging nuts made completely out of this horrible disappearing pile. The skin had turned green and black, becoming cinnamon red, like leather, in pain. By the time a month rolls by, the grin of the carcass, the teeth falls out, oops, hand over the mouth, the fingernails are left on the ground like cockroach shells. Looking down in reproach, they would look up at you, And the caves of the skull with barely any rotten tapioca left in the dry cup, painted in strata of turtle beef jerky. The eyes are long gone, all the wet stuff becomes liquid turning black juice into sludge, laying there still evoking the slow vapors, walking it out in a trailing swamp gas anthology. The aerobic party is approaching closing time, and the fragment of a body in bone and dry hide is settling in for the slow Collapsing existence, a millennia, and ever poofs of powder and dust. The flat plateau beneath the eye holes are just the top of the cheekbone once the windows of the soul have rotted away.
1: And finally, dry decay 50 to 365 days after death. An untrained eye may have a hard time identifying gender as mostly bone is left.
0: When they were looking at the load in the box truck, the boxes and the furniture, a year they had been. The one remembered about the luggage in the storage closet under the stairs, on the way, hop-jumping down the split stairs, the thought of the photo album, if it had been left. They came down the stairs and opened the door, removing the empty luggage and the storage even squatting under the 2 by 8 landing, right under the front door of the house. The box with the albums. The big suitcase tow behind, pulling it out, nodding to each other, so glad the other one remembered. Then the one under the stairs stops and is looking at something on the lower corner by the wheel. A look of disbelief. What is it? Moving shoulder back and forth, biting the lip there. It was a brochure, pamphlet, from that one airport where they had to run to the gate. They both looked at it quizzically. It was a peer into when they were just friends, cautiously venturing into the open. When their eyes met over the bag rigid with wheels, they were smiling, and the soft plateau beneath their eyes were supple and loving. And they were proud of each other as they grunted out from under the stairs the last of the contents, a cycle completed. On the road, in the box, struck through glassy eyes, the passenger window blurred by with clear droplets having pulled down in the narrow veins made clear in the glass. A mother's missing poster becomes aged on the pole by the end of the year when an article goes by with all the others it's a blip. April 2nd, 2014, Anchorage, Alaska. The headline reads, Missing for a Year, Eagle River Man's Body Found in Home's Storage Area. A man who had been missing for almost exactly one year was discovered dead Monday inside his Eagle River home, which had reportedly been occupied by renters in the year after he died. According to the Anchorage police, the body of 37-year-old Samuel McAlpine was discovered in an understair storage area inside the home when his ex-wife re-entered the residence to get it ready for the new renters. They said he told his mother he was going on a date, then at some point he entered the home and never left. As short as it was, it elaborated in one spot, saying, the medical examiner will not Be releasing his autopsy or cause of death but it was most likely alcohol and drugs they also said a neighbor girl sold girl scout cookies to the renters she was invited in out of the cool and they talked a bit and exchanged money for the product quite a few people on the street said they were wonderful neighbors and they always got along
1: sam mcalpine was reported missing in march of 2008 having crawled in his renter's space under the stairs of the split-level home. The renters moved in shortly after and stayed for approximately one year, after which his ex-wife investigating a foul odor discovered Sam's body. We can only ponder at what odor would be lingering around a body that had well advanced into dry decay. An errant report said perhaps Sam was electrocuted by accident. There is no follow-up information on that or on the woman Sam was last seen with on his date. No banking or cell phone records, no statement from the owner of the house he was staying at or from his employer, no questioning of his tutoring students and no statement from his uncle, former Lieutenant Governor, now Commissioner McAlpine. Find us online at TC49podcast. See show notes for more information.